Another thing Mary hated was the thin wall against which she slept. When her dad had been drinking, he never cared how much noise he made, or how the bedhead knocked against the wall when he did things to her ma. Mary would draw the blanket over her ears, and pray that her ma wouldn't become pregnant again and overcrowd the house even more. Then she would have to go to confession and tell Father Flynn about her sinful thoughts. She blushed when she remembered some of the things she had revealed to the good father about her family. Oh, she did wish her da would keep off the beer. She loved him dearly from Tuesday to Friday, when he had no money left and came straight home from the pit. Black as hell's kettle was how her ma would describe him. There he would sit in the old tin bath in front of the fire, whilst her ma scrubbed him with the hard brush. But even the scrubbing brush and carbolic never managed to remove the blue slivers of coal embedded in his flesh. Father Flynn's thoughts were taking a similar turn. They're a good couple, Michael. He was still bent on persuasion. They were never blessed with children of their own. Mary will be treated like their own daughter. Aye, don't you see, man, that's the trouble. She isn't theirs. She's mine, my Mary, and I love her. Mary was shocked to see that her da looked close to tears. It's all right, Da. I won't go, she said. I don't want to leave Newcastle anyway. But she did. The idea of going on a train and out of Newcastle for the first time in her life had begun to seem like an adventure. Father Flynn ignored her. Yes, Michael, you love Mary. You love all your offspring. The trouble is, you love the drink more. The living kitchen suddenly became deathly silent. Michael O'Connor sat with his head in his hands, for once lost for words. I'll make a pot of tea, Mariah muttered, and filled the kettle at the low stone sink. I'll help you, Ma, Mary said, lifting the cups from the hooks beneath the shelf in the corner. Father Flynn realized he had overstepped the mark. He wasn't an interfering man, nor did he usually moralize. Besides, he felt immense pity for the man across the table, who hadn't been a drinking man at all until a few years ago. It was the explosion at the pit that had begun his downfall. The priest couldn't condemn him, not after what had happened. It had been enough to drive any man to drink. Michael O'Connor had dug, sometimes with his bare hands, to free the trapped men and then to find his twin brother almost sliced down the middle, would have landed many a man in the asylum. In Michael's case, it had sent him to the bottle. The four of them sat, Mary and her mother clutching their hot teacups between their hands, the men facing each other with a steaming brew in front of them, all lost for words. It was Mariah who finally broke the silence. You're sure they would look after her father? If she went, I mean. Ma, I'm sixteen, Mary pointed out. I can look after myself. Do you think I'd let her go otherwise, Mariah? A lassie I've watched blossom since the day she was born. And she'd get the course of injections the doctor says she needs. She would. And she wouldn't be worked to death like she is at the Browns. A few light duties is all that would be required of her. Why, if I know Gladys Roberts, Mary will be the one who's waited on hand and foot. Father Flynn knew all about the longing Gladys had harbored for many years, the yearning for a child of her own. 
He considered it a tragedy, a couple with so much love to give and no child to lavish it upon. When he had written to Roland asking for advice on how to treat TB glands, he hadn't really been surprised when his friend replied with an invitation for Mary to go and stay with them. And he hadn't been fooled for a second by the explanation that they were in need of a maid. Mick O'Connor spoke at last. She shouldn't have been at the Browns. A bloody slave driver, that woman. I never could abide her. The hours she worked. No wonder she's suffering. I should never have let her go. It's all right, Da. She's not all that bad. I get paid regularly. And look at the clothes she gives me. My, so she can brag about what a charitable woman she is. More like it's an excuse to buy more finery for her two horsey-looking daughters.